First time recording a podcast. Let's see if this does anything worthwhile. I feel like I got lots to say, but I don't feel very confident that it's anything that needs to be said or is anything that makes sense. But I'm a transgender woman in California, and I've survived a lot of bullshit. I don't even know if I should swear on here or not, but... (laughs) Guess what it all comes down to is I've had some pretty weird experiences, and these go back to childhood, if you will. I mean, it has nothing to do with me being transgender, or one of my friends thinks it does. But um, I just kind of wanted to put it out there. I've been asked a few different times by a few different people, friends of mine that have heard me say these things. Like, hey, have you written a book? This shit's really interesting. You should write a book. And I've thought about that. Just because people have said it to me multiple times and I don't really know for sure what I'm going to do, but podcasts seem like the way to go. I can say it. It's a record of it. And there it is. You know, I've put out there and it's my story and nobody else's and blah, 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 blah. Easier than writing a whole bunch of stuff. There's not as much work to do when you don't have to worry about punctuation or grammar or spelling, <laughs> publish publishers and whatnot. <clears throat> so I guess I'll start my first podcast by talking about where I am right now in my life. So it's uh, September 30th, 2020. My name and gender change is finally going to be going through. I think I was told to call back on Thursday and I'll have the order from the judge signed. Unless something comes up that stops him, but I hope not. (laughs) So, I've been out fully as a transgender woman since January 1st, 2019. But I've been aware of myself. I've been conscious of the fact that I'm transgender since I was 23. I stayed in the closet for a good seven and a half years for an ex, omitting personal information there. Doesn't need to be named, but she kept me in the closet without accepting me at all and putting me through a lot of different traumas over those years because she was a covert narcissist, a vulnerable covert narcissist. That's a complex thing to explain and difficult to make sense of unless I get into every last little detail, but I won't do that right now. Let's just say that I was a anxiety-filled, codependent person before that narcissist came into my life, so I wasn't that way now because of her, but I was worse because of her. And I had sacrificed a lot of things just to... uh, be there for that person and let a lot of par- a lot of parts of my life just kind of like dust in the wind just float away watched him go didn't really move to do anything about it because i was trying to be there for her so that led to a massive depression and eventually we broke up with her leaving me because <sighs> because i decided i'm not changing my clothes when she'd get home from work she was totally fine with um me dressing 
as I wanted and doing my makeup and my nails or whatever when she was gone for work. And at this point, I hadn't worked in about two or three years at that point in the relationship towards the end. And something happened, something bad. I was hit with some trauma. And whenever she'd get home from work starting at that time, which was in late November 2018, I told her, I said, no, I'm... No, I'm not going to change out of my clothes this time. I'm going to stay as me. And I'm not going to change into guy clothes for you when you get home from work. Because I'm feeling really depressed and I want to make myself happier. Just a little bit. And I have to do it. And I did have to. Because I had one suicidal thought my entire life ever. And it was uh, that same day that I said this to her. But she didn't care about that. She wouldn't listen to it. I just couldn't change out of my clothes for her. So steadily but surely, she got angrier and angrier until she narcissistically discarded me on December 15th, about two, day, two, two weeks or so before I came out. So I spent two weeks in this house, like I'm living in the same place, and we lived here for a number of years before we actually broke up, and I was with her for ten years. Um, ten years. <laughs> well, about two weeks, or on New Year's Eve, after we had broken up, I'd been walking around the house every day, like, moping and wearing guy clothes. I was, like, thinking to myself, like, oh, maybe, maybe if I wear like, dress like a guy, she'll come back. You know, because I wasn't a narcissist, and I'm still not. I loved her, and I had strong feelings for her, so I was really sad when, what, what ha when she left. So, it's, I'd spent a couple weeks like that, and... Then on New Year's Eve, I was laying on my couch in the living room, and I just had a thought. And I didn't think about it, really. It just came to me, and I reacted to it. And my thought was, where are my clothes? Because I'd been wearing guy clothes for her, trying to think that it would bring her back. And uh, I just got up without thinking in an instant and walked into the bedroom, and I put on my clothes, my underwear, my leggings, my shirt and bra. And I laid down and back on the couch, and I fell asleep like a baby, like, quickly. It didn't even matter. It was about 9 o'clock in the evening at that point. So I woke up on New Year's Day, and it was around 10, 10.30. And by, by 12.30, 1 o'clock, I was totally 100% out of the closet. But I woke up, and I just remember opening my eyes and thinking to myself. After about 30 seconds, I was staring at the ceiling. I wasn't thinking anything. I just waking world I was having a realization that I was awake and then it hit me like a ton of bricks and I got really excited all in an instant when I thought to myself that the one person and she was the only person that I had come out to at least and I'd come out to quite a few people at that point online and in secret but she was the only one out of all of them that did not accept me and was not letting me be who I really was and I realized right then, the one person not letting me be myself is not here. I can't remember if I said it in my head or I mouthed it, saying it out loud, but I'm pretty sure it was in my head. I said that to myself, and I maybe blinked a couple times, but then I just got up really quickly, and it was like, it was like a... I just didn't even think about it. It was almost robotic. I just got dressed, and then I did my makeup, and I looked really cute, and put on like a business blazer that was my friend Naomi's that I was trying to give back to her but I hadn't gotten it back to her yet and um 
yeah, so the first thing I did was I stepped outside. And that was an amazing feeling, just to be able to be out in the world as myself when I spent so long, like, dreaming about that. At one point, even, like, online, when I would be myself online, which was the only place I could for a long time, I, I named my last name Dreamy, thinking that that's all I'd ever be. It was a dream. I wouldn't get to be myself. Because I thought that I would stay with that person, and that maybe someday she would come around and everything would work out, but I started to believe it wouldn't work out. <laughs> Like, actually, she'd never come around. I never thought that I would um, be able to have the chance to be myself. So it was just a dream. I was like, I was dreamy. Anyways, stepped outside, and it felt great. First thing I did was I went to all my neighbors. I have, like, four uh, different houses that live in the same place as me and the same driveway. And I just came out to all my neighbors and let them know, like, hey, you know. I've been like, this is me, this has been me for a long time, I just <laughs> couldn't come out, so now I can, I wanted you to know, so you don't see me like wearing different clothes and be like, what's going on? <laughs> it was a little awkward, of course, but I didn't let it phase me, I was, I was ready, you know, I'd spent like almost eight years hiding, and then I could finally be myself, and though nothing was going to stop me, I was free, <laughs> I was free, but the next thing I did was I went back inside my house and I started thinking about what to say to people that I'm going to come out to and I figured the best way for me to do it was to do Facebook because I'm from a very small town. I don't know a whole lot of people in my life and I mean at one point I knew a lot of people down in the Bay Area where I did go to high school down there but I didn't spend a whole lot of time down there before or after high school and I'm from a very small town. So the people that know me, excuse me, the people that know me are small in number, like there's not too many, a couple hundred, that's about it, smaller um, amount of people than most people, because <laughs> it's a very small town that I'm from. But I came out on Facebook because that was pretty much almost everyone I know. I don't have my dad on Facebook, so he uh, was pretty much all that was left. Once I came out on Facebook. So I, I wrote a big long message and told everyone on Facebook who I was and a little bit about the story that I was coming out, that I'd been in the closet a long time. That I wanted to tell everyone not to attention seek, but one of my cousins thought I was attention seeking. It was actually kind of funny. My cousin Justin, he messaged me like shortly after I, I posted it on Facebook and he told me that I was attention seeking. I told him I wasn't. Like, no, that's not true. And then I didn't get to say anything else to him because he said, bye, Felicia, which I thought was hilarious. I was, like, laughing. I know he was trying to be rude, but I still thought it was funny because I'm like, you're calling me stupid. That's really funny, dude. Good one. Like, I'm, I don't even care that he thinks that. I just think it's funny that he's saying that. I'm being acknowledged, whether it's good or, good or bad. I'm me. So I th did think it was funny, though, nonetheless, even if it wasn't negative. And I tried to message him to let him know, that's a fucking good one, dude, good one. But um, he blocked me before I could even send it. So that cousin blocks me. Another cousin blocks me. But I'll get into the story of everything that happened on Facebook, all the little details and what people did later. Just, I came out on Facebook with a big message, trying to tell everyone who I was and that I'm not attention-seeking, which I had to put in after Justin said that, that I don't need to talk to anyone about anything, but I know 
and this is me being empathetic, just trying to be understanding to people, really, but people don't see it that way. It's truthfully what it is, that I was understanding people will feel something about this, that I know it's going to make a reaction. It's going to be something that people go through in their minds and in their feelings because of me coming out. And I wanted to just address that and speak to that only and let them know, hey, like, it's okay. If you need to talk about it, you can talk to me and I'm fine. I'll talk to you about because you're going to go through something having this realization and I just want people to know that you can talk to me about it. And that was honestly my only intent. Um, yeah, and I thought that I also put in there that I think it's better for me personally if I am the one to tell people, to let people know just like this, like I was doing, because it's from me. Instead of down a grapevine over time to other people, them finding out like that through other people's eyes and in their words what it is I'm doing and who I am. I figured it's better that it comes from me instead of that. And so that's another reason why I was putting it out there. And that was it. I had a number of mixed reactions over the next half hour to an hour, but I stopped paying as much attention to it because it took me about an hour and a half to two hours to write the whole thing to think of what to say and how to post it. And then I was dealing with a few reactions and and the strangest thing happens because at this point, my dad does not know about this. He does not know that I'm transgender. I haven't told him or anything. At this point, my dad is thinking that I haven't had my own job in a few years. And <laughs> it was not something he liked, but at the, but he felt at least comfortable that I would move towards that again based off of the uh, fact that I was living with my ex and I was okay because of that and I, I, I would get up and start working again especially when I needed to is what I'm sure he was thinking so my dad calls me because at this point me and my ex had been broken up for uh, two weeks and he'd been waiting for two weeks to hear news from me that you know Either that my ex would come back and that I would be okay because of that, from me not working, I needed to find a way to support myself and he was probably thinking that I needed to do that, obviously, but if my ex came back then he could breathe easy a little bit, making sure that I was okay and then uh, she wasn't coming back, so it had been a couple of weeks and he needs to make sure that I'm going to be okay. He's a really busy person, so he couldn't just hop up on his car or motorcycle and come on out here to see me so he called and he's calling me he wants to know what I'm doing for my day how I'm doing he wants to ask me what I plan to do and stuff like that because he's trying to get involved with my life at that point in that way so that he can encourage me to take care of myself encourage me to get a job and work and support myself which you know I love my dad of course he would think that so he calls me and he starts asking these questions and I don't know what to say to him because I'm terrible at lying to my dad. I just can't do it. I can't lie to my dad. I've never been able to do it. I think I tried to once when I was a little kid and that was the stupidest thing ever and I learned right then never to lie to my dad and I just do it now sort of as a pride thing. Like I, I'm proud of myself to say that I don't lie to my, my dad. There's one person I know that I've never 
been able to lie to, and that's my dad. So I can't tell him what I am doing for that day. I can't tell him what my plans are. I can't tell him any of those things because I would have to lie if I didn't, I didn't feel like I was ready to tell him that I was transgender yet. It just, I would have gotten around to it maybe that same day, but it was being thrust towards me now. I knew he wasn't on Facebook, so I was like, oh shit, you know? Just happens to be fate that on that day, New Year's Day, he happens to call me not too long after my Facebook post goes in and asks me things that I'd have to end up telling him I was transgender to to not lie to him. So I didn't want to tell him I was transgender. I also didn't want to, to lie to him, so I just I told the truth in a different way. I said, like, Dad, you know, like, I can't answer your questions right now. I really, I just wanted to tell you something, but I don't really feel like I can right now. Do you think I can, like, write you a letter and uh, send it to you? Would that be okay? His literal reaction was like, what, 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 the, what the fuck? No, fucking tell me. In those words. <laughs> and I told him that I was transgender after a few breaths and calming myself a little bit. Um, he sort of made me tell him because I'm not going to... I guess I could have just hung up on him if I wasn't ready, but I can't really treat my dad like that. I, I just don't know how. I don't want to as well. So I told him, and then his expression in return was kind of the same thing. He was like, what? what? Why, do you, why do you think I would... I don't care about that. Why do you think I would care about that? I just care about whether or not you can take care of yourself and support yourself. I mean, even right now, I get a little teary-eyed about it. It's just really a wonderful thing to have heard from my dad. I didn't expect it. It surprised me and made me feel really good. Like That my dad was un... un unwavered. All he cared about was knowing that I don't have my ex living with me, and then my bills aren't getting paid, and that I'm in a spot to be in trouble because of that. And that's why he called. He wanted to check in on that, and then I had to tell him I was transgender, and everything was fine. We had to talk for just a little bit, and got off the phone, and at that point, when I hung up the phone, it was like 12.30, 1 o'clock, somewhere in there, at that point, I was fully out of the closet. Like, that's how long it took me to come out. Like, two hours, however long it took to talk to my neighbors, write that post, post it, and then talk to my dad. Two, three hours. And that's where a whole lot of shit just started in my life all at once. A bunch of things had already happened in between where I had some trauma that was affecting me still that day, and to this day it still affects me a little, that I might talk about at some point, but that started the November before I came out, 2018, near the end of the month. And in between when that started and my ex and I breaking up, a couple of other insane things happened all at once. I think one of my friends called it the universal survival instincts. Like, I think because, um, and I think she's right, I believe in some things about life that I don't know anyone else that believes in them and I, I don't I, I know I know I'm not crazy but I believe these things it's really odd um, like she called them universal survival instincts a friend of mine and basically I've been afraid for my life in a scary way actually legitimately been scared for my life two times my entire life and both times something weird happened almost immediately after. 
the first time was in 2006 and I happenstanced across something that made me feel better and that could just be in my head that one's totally not as crazy but this time in 2018 I was afraid because of thinking about suicide that same day when I first thought about it I mean and I only thought about it just once but what it was that scared me was how powerful it was it was something that I did not expect I was so sad and I was so hurt especially after some trauma had hit me that I was just destroyed I'd been in the closet for so long just not allowing myself to be myself I was letting my ex pick me apart bit by bit in her narcissism she didn't care one bit about any of that she didn't even care that I wasn't working it didn't bother her at all as long as I put on guy clothes and I was a boy for her that's all that mattered to her so nothing I was going through made any difference and nothing I would try to talk to her about made any difference and so I'm already miserable and then a, a trauma hits me and all at the same time I'm miserable and I have this trauma and I'm confused and hurt and I just remember crying a home, at home alone the day after my birthday so the exact day was November 23rd and I'm just crying and crying and I remember I took like a really long cry wail like I was wailing or something that but I wasn't making any sound it's like my mouth was open and I wanted to make sound but I'm crying so hard that I can't and I can't breathe and it was one of those like I'm sure people know what that is and I couldn't breathe it was like a good 10 second long thing and my head was between my knees I was sitting on my bed at home alone my ex was at work and it was during those 10 seconds that was one of the scariest things that ever happened to me because I don't remember consciously thinking to myself that I wanted to die and that I wanted to kill myself at all. I remember not thinking, not being able to think, only feeling. I was feeling that pain, that cry. And I caught my breath finally and I raised my head up from between my knees, opened my eyes, and as I was catching my breath and breathing and oxygen started flooding to my brain, I started to realize that during those 10 seconds when I couldn't breathe I was thinking to myself that I wanted to die I was thinking to myself I wanted it to be over and what scared me was I didn't feel like I had consciously maybe I had but I didn't feel like I had consciously chosen to think about those things I didn't feel like it was a choice I feel like it just happened I still feel that way to, to this day and that's why I instantly was terrified I, I couldn't believe that had just happened and I was so scared that I was going to die because at that point and ever since then, I feel like I understand suicide on a whole new level. I used to, I've had quite a few friends of mine in my life that have one kind of recently that have committed suicide and it's a big deal to me. And I guess to react to the pain of it, I would start to get angry and think of them as being selfish. Like, why would you do that? You know, why would you not think about everybody else that you're leaving behind? Um, what about them? Why is it only about you? Why can't you try or something? You know, I would think stupid things like that. But then in that moment, I felt like I get it. I, I know why people kill themselves now. I know what that is. That is scary. I didn't have any control over that. I didn't have any choice in that. It just washed over me. And when I felt that, I thought to myself, well, you know, I understand how people commit suicide now. I know what makes them do it. It's misery. It's pain. It's an unbelievable amount of sorrow and pain 
that it overwhelms you and you're not in control anymore. That pain is. And you don't understand that feeling until you've had it. And in that moment, I was afraid for my life because I thought that if I don't find a way to be happier, I'm going to die. I'm going to die is what I thought. I thought that was it. So in my fear, I told myself and I told my ex when she got home, no, I'm not changing back into boy clothes. This is the one thing that I can do to try, just try and survive. I don't want to die. So I'm going to make myself happier somehow because I'm obviously so miserable that it's what I, it's what I need. And she wasn't trying to do anything in that regard. So and she still didn't even care when I told her this. So I didn't. I didn't change out of my clothes. And from that day, the very next day, I will talk about it in another podcast, I suppose, but there were two things from then to when me and my ex broke up that were insane. And my friends have called them universal survival instincts. Out of the whole 10 years that her and I were together, why was it at that exact time when I was going through these exact experiences that these things happened? And these things are what I like to call synchronizations. And that's kind of what my whole podcast is going to be about. It's going to be about these otherworldly spiritual of a higher resonation and frequency than we understand as humans experiences that I've been going through, that I have gone through, and that I can't seem to find anyone who understands them. And I know I'm not crazy, and I know that they're real because of the way that they've happened, which included other people each and every time, but they're all separate from each other. So imagine you have this crazy experience. It's otherworldly in a way, and you know it must be crazy. And the person that you're with experienced it with you because of you. And you know they must think it's crazy. And you do. But then that happens again. When it happens again, it's a whole new person who's equally as shocked as, as the first person, as are you, but it's a little different now. Now you've got one person there who experienced it with you. Okay, maybe we're both a little crazy. We just imagined something. Then another person experiences the same thing with you, and you're like, wait a second. How does that happen with two separate people that know nothing of each other, but they see it? I want to say that it was just imagination. I want to say that I'm crazy, but how? I, I got two different people now who will not let me forget that it was real. And that's happened an, enough times to where you just stop questioning it. It is real. And so... I have these experiences and I don't know what to do with them. I don't know where I'm supposed to go with them, but I feel like there is something I'm supposed to do. I don't know what it is, but I have something going on, something that I can't find in other people and that that is what honestly terrifies me the most. And I do want to be crazy. I, I want to, like, please tell me I'm crazy. Like, prove it to me that I'm insane, but I'm not. And it makes me feel pretty alone so I've tried talking to people that I meet as time goes on to try and say like, hey, you know, like, have you ever experienced anything like this? Do you understand? Or you ever hear of anything like this? And I've only met one friend, one only, his name's Kyle. And Kyle's the only person that I've ever met that tells me when I told him this stuff, he said to me that he's met a, a couple other people just like that. And I jumped up and was really, I'm amazed. I, I want to meet those people. I've been trying to find people that have had an experience like this for a long time and I, and I can't not look for it because they keep happening, these experiences. And it's not fair, you know? I, I, <laughs> I don't want to 
have these things happen anymore, especially when they're out of my control and I feel as if I'm being used for them. It's difficult to explain, but the whole concept of what I'm talking about involves a lot of things that people aren't going to believe in, that people are going to think I'm crazy, but I want to say right now, here I guess at the end of my first podcast, I'm not crazy. There are such things in this universe that we're not meant to understand that are above us, and I'm not speaking about God. God is a whole other level. We're not even capable of understanding that, but I don't want to talk about that. Just things that are above our intelligence, above our ability as a human being in these vessels to, in a body with a human brain, we don't have the ability to understand everything. And so there's going to be things that we don't understand and we can't bring sense to it. And I have things that have happened in my life where I have brought not a sense to them, but a realness to them that I don't see in anyone else. And I don't know anyone else that can say they have this, but at the same time, I have a group of people who each have individually experienced these things with me, but not with each other and me. So they can't put enough belief in it and in me to really believe it. And they can't understand how I'm not able to disbelieve it because each and every one of them has at different times in different ways, but in the same way, confirmed these things to me. And it catches me off guard just as much as them. It's ridiculous. So I'm having these things happen to me throughout my life. And the craziest ones that ever happened were right after my ex and I, right before my ex and I, had broken up and she left and it started the day after the day after my birthday in 2018 two things happened just two and those two things have been absolutely the, the craziest things that have ever happened to me I think personally and uh, I haven't had too much happen since then in the way of these synchronizations if you will I've kind of projected a few of them because ever since I had come out and my ex and I broke up, I started to seek an understanding of these things rather than just being swept up by them and saying to myself, oh, okay, this is happening again. Instead of that, I was actively searching, like, how can I understand this? What is going on? Let me talk to this person about it. And nobody has been able to really understand it or make sense of it. Everyone's just been kind of put off by it and think I'm crazy, which I don't blame them for that at all. Um, and maybe everyone will think I'm crazy. Maybe I'll just get flooded with, you know, have my inbox inundated with messages telling me I'm a psycho or that I'm full of shit or making fun of me or something. But I figured I wanted to make a podcast. I didn't want to write a book and I'm worried about the things that these things I'm going to try to say are going to do to my life. I don't want people to think I'm crazy, but I don't want to, I don't want to think these things alone anymore. And I want to find answers. I just know that telling me I was imagining things or that it was deja vu or that I'm crazy. Those answers are not answers. They aren't the truth. And the truth is what I'm trying to find. If it's even possible for me to find it. And I thought that I could find it by talking to other people about it. And I've been trying to talk to people about it here or there since I came out as transgender. And that's what my podcast is going to be about. That's a little bit about me. Um, 
I don't know if I should give my name necessarily yet. I'm going to do some research. This being my first podcast, I'm just kind of going with it, but I'll figure out the details and such about it later. I might think of like a like a cool handle, you know, like Star-Lord. He's got a handle. Anyway, um, hopefully I can make sense of these things or at least find some interesting discussion about it and talk about a lot of things that I've wanted to get off my chest and have it in in here in a, in a podcast where people can listen to it or learn about it that way it's it's outside of me and no longer just held in me because it's these these experiences that I talk about these synchronizations have been ever present in my life and ever since I can say the first one that ever happened was when I was seven years old and I'll talk about that one maybe in my next podcast but I kind of want to just go through and make these podcasts and get it all out of me and eventually when I'm done then there it is people can listen to it and see what they think so anywho I will go ahead and put this podcast out there this is my first episode and I'm not sure what to call it yet but I'll think of a name and I'll start getting more organized and uh, fluent in how to make a podcast and have things like a name for it and all that ready and a theme and maybe I'll like put in an intro, music and stuff, whatever. I might try to find someone to do this with me too, but I hope that I don't get a whole bunch of hatred. I will accept whatever comes though, because that's why I'm doing this. I'm ready to see what the world thinks of me and tell them about me because I've tried for a long time to understand it, but I'm not crazy. It's not deja vu. It's not my imagination. And I hope that doing this will get people to see that at least there is some things in life that we don't have to understand them fully to know that they exist. I'll end, I'll end the podcast like this. I am actually a very scientific person. I don't fight against science. I embrace science. For science is amazing. I think Neil deGrasse Tyson has said it best. I think he was saying that science is the human's most sophisticated the best tool we have ever made to understand truth and that's all science is is a tool for understanding truth so when somebody says something is science fact that's what it is you're gonna just have to deal with that I mean I don't understand why people argue with that because it's just the way it is <laughs> it's like if you want to go ahead and take the time to test something a question a theory a hypothesis and, and, and go through every possible answer or test for that ever available and then come up with the same answer you will. That's the point of scientific fact. So when somebody says something is fact, there's no such thing as an alternative fact. There's no such thing. And so a lot of what I'm going to talk about is not scientific fact. It, it is things that we have not yet proven and maybe can never prove. But... I don't go against science. I'm very much grounded in that, and I'm analytical, and I'm not stupid. I'm, I'm, I'm a fairly intelligent person. I haven't done too much schooling in my life. I graduated high school. I did some college, but I have the potential for great intelligence. I just don't use it like I maybe should. At least that's what my dad always tells me. I'm not an idiot, and I'm not crazy. So the things that I'm going to be talking about are coming from someone who believes in truth, and science and the actual tangible universe that we live in but these are going to be the things that I'm talking about and it's it's pretty hard for me to do it because of 
feeling like I should be crazy. I really should be, but I'm not. And it's a difficult place to be in. So I don't want to do it alone anymore, and I want to talk to people and see what they think. Hopefully this podcast is received well. And I'll come back tomorrow and add a new one.